Welcome to Sydney Property Insider, giving you news and insights on the Sydney property market. Your hosts are Michelle May, a professional buyer's agent and owner of her independent buyer's agency, and Marcus Roberts, a member of Property Investment Professionals of Australia and owner of leading mortgage broker firm, Brighter Finance. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Sydney Property Insider podcast. This is our third attempt to gain the intro through this morning. So, Michelle, how are we going this morning? Good. How are you? Have you had a good weekend? Thanks for asking. Yes. Yeah. Good weekend this this last weekend, although we have been with our engineer as Osgrid decided to chop the trees and cut the cables down outside our house. So, oh, gosh. Well, yeah. Good luck with it's that like one. going back to 1990. <laughs> so, so, this yes. week. Yes, this week we are very excited because I'm particularly excited because I know this lady really well, um, working with her many, many times over the years. Uh, Janet Christopher of Home Lawyers and Conveyancing is in with us today. Hi, Hi. Janet. Hi, guys. Yeah, and we invited you particularly because we just did an episode about um, the different types of titles and how they affect your borrowing power. And we wanted to delve further into company title and what it exactly means when you're buying an apartment. Especially with a lot of purchasers or a lot of people looking in the Sydney market that are looking at apartments, one of the things that they come up with um, from time to time is they'll find an older unit and they'll look through and it meets all of their requirements and then they'll go to the bank and the bank will say no because it's company title and they'll come back to the bank and say, but what does that matter? Now, if they were working with a mortgage broker, a mortgage broker should know the difference between a company title and a strata title property. But ultimately, what is a company title and how is it different from a usual, say, strata title, which you would see in probably 95, 98% of the, the unit blocks around Sydney? Yeah. So company title is a ownership structure of how you can own property, but it differs from strata title in that You don't actually have ownership in real estate. You buy into a building by buying shares in a company. So the building is owned by a company and your shares will determine what part of that property you end up owning. And I use that term loosely because it's not the same type of ownership like owning an apartment in a strata title. When you own an apartment in a strata title, you actually own a physical part of that building. Your name is on the title to the property and you own everything within that unit and share all the outside of that unit with all the other owners in the in the um, strata complex. With um, company title, it's only your ownership is only the shares in that company the company owns the building, as I said, and um, your ownership is really an exclusive right to occupy a part of that building. So you're really uh, purchasing shares in a company Correct. rather than, as we mentioned, a strata title where you actually own a property, the certificate of title um, involved, you physically know that you own apartment number 41. Yes. Whereas with a company title, you get shareholders' rights, you get voting rights, but ultimately it, you're simply buying into a company. That's it in a nutshell. And where would you likely find company title units these days? So it's very uncommon now, and I believe there's only about 800 buildings in Less. existence that, in New South that Wales. True, yeah. um, that's what my understanding. Yeah. I'm not basing that on any 
statistics that I've read or anything like that. But uh, I think most of the properties are in like Potts Point, Elizabeth Bay, Darlinghurst. Yeah, um, yeah. So certainly, Edgecliff, Lower North Shore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple recently in Edgecliff. I've seen Y2 and King's Cross. Mm. And certainly it seems like it, they're those older units yes. that would have been around from the, say, the Art Deco period of or the early 40s that have, you know, a, a number of units that might have been the first, really the first apartments of their day. Yeah, so Strata Title legislation came out in 1961 and now there's probably over 70,000 Strata Title complexes in yeah. in New South Wales. Um, and before that, company title was the way what was used to give owners buying into flat buildings um, ownership in that building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of the old company titles are now currently strata title. They, they have moved across to the new system over the years. Um, let's break it down for people who, who do come across an apartment that they fall in love with. What are the benefits and disadvantages of owning a company title apartment? So benefits-wise, these apartments are probably likely to be less expensive than your normal strata title and yeah. I think mainly because they are company title and the disadvantages associated with that, your pool of potential purchases when you have a company title is probably restricted because it is company title. People don't understand what it means to them. Lending could be an issue or getting finance could be an issue and um, typically when you own a company title, it's usually as an owner-occupier and using that property to rent out or lease may not be allowed by the company's constitution. Mm. So there is those disadvantages in what you're planning on doing with the property. So it might not be the best investment option. Mm. That's a disadvantage there. Because really you you are, when you buy into a company title or you buy shares in that company, it's up to ultimately the shareholders as to what it is and is not allowed. So the, yes. the disputes between owners, so to speak, in that building can be much more drawn out and, and much more difficult than they would necessarily be under the Strata Title Act of 1961, I think you said. You know, there's a much larger precedent. There's many more cases that have gone through, whereas with company title, it's it's really if there is a dispute between the owners, it can get quite ugly at times. Yes, as an example, like I don't know if you've ever watched Sex in the City. I have watched every, every episode, episode more yes. than once. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you remember if the episode where um, Carrie wants to, to rent an apartment or one of the other girls wants to rent an apartment and she actually has to go and sit in front of the board mm-hmm. of the company oh, really? title. Yes, and that's well, they no, have Sex on the City. They have me. the right <laughs> teaching me all yeah. I need to know about property. So they can actually decide that they don't think that you're a suitable candidate. So that's that's a bit how company title mm-hmm. works. So you know they, they definitely have a lot more control, uh, which can be good and bad. Um, yes. So in company title, the board makes the decisions mm-hmm. about who they accept as a new purchaser, yeah. also who can be a tenant. So that yes. is, I don't know if that's how it would play out, like a Sex and City episode, <laughs> probably. It'd be very entertaining yes. and lots but, of sequins, which I love, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> so so I guess, um, yeah, the, the rules and regulations would be much clearer uh, yeah. when you're buying into a company title because you're looking at the constitution yeah. of mm-hmm. the company and that's where you'll find all the rules about 
this property and, and your ownership of it. So anytime you go to sell it, then um, any potential purchases would have to be vetted by the yeah. board before a, a sale can go through. So that would also, I guess, be one of the disadvantages because, um, again, your pool of potential purchases would be limited. Yeah. So what allowances um, should you look for when, when looking at, at a company title property? Okay, so similar to Torrance title or strata title, you're still looking at all the same disclosure documents. So there still has to be a zoning certificate and uh, a title search and all of that, but that relates to the building, not specifically to the unit that you're looking at. Mm. And because it is company title, you, you have to look at the constitution, look at all the rules and regulations associated with that property. You'd look, be looking at what rights you have to sell, to, mm-hmm. to whether you can actually rent it because it may be prohibited that you can't do that. So if you're looking at it as, a, as an investment opportunity, it might not be the property for you. But, um, yeah, you're, so you're also looking at um, the power of the directors and how much of that they have in terms mm. of what decisions that they're making and for the that, complex. Is that freely available? So, like, when you're buying a strata apartment, the bylaws are available in the contract and when you get the strata reviewed, you know, you can see exactly what they've decided, you know, the benefits and the negatives of, of owning the property. You can't hang up your washing on the balcony, for example. Is that the same with a company title? Can you readily get access to all those um, those rulings as such? Not the, in the same way because uh, you wouldn't be able to get a strata inspection no, report exactly. like you would yeah. for a strata title. So is there'd it, be different is, kinds of requests that you'd be making of the vendor's solicitor right, okay. to provide all that information. Mm-hmm. Now, there would be an agreement that would be form the basis of the contract, so to speak, but yeah. it's not a contract in the same terms that we would understand if mm-hmm. you were buying a property under the Conveyancing Act. So it, would, it comes under the Corporation Act. And, um, yeah, you'd be having that agreement which would set out Mm. things like the constitution. Constitution should be requested so you can have Mm. a look at all those matters that would be applicable to that company. And, um, yeah, but it's not as easy as getting a strata inspection we always recommend getting the contract reviewed always, but particularly when you're looking into a company title apartment, this is vital that you yes. get some professional advice. Yes, because you really need to know what's in that constitution because that could really impact on your ownership moving forward. And so if um, if company title buildings are to be converted to strata title, I mean, how easy is that? Is, it, is that happening more and more now? That Do you think that company titles will in the future probably no longer exist because they just all move to strata? I think so. I think ultimately they may all move to strata title, um, mainly because people are not really understanding company title and, you know, most people think, oh, it's company title, I'll just look elsewhere. Mm. So the owners of these buildings, it would be good for them to potentially, yeah, uh, yeah, it would benefit them to then uh, move it over to strata title. Is it a complex process? Well, it is in a way because the board or or, um, 75% of the owners of the shares need to decide that that's what they want to do. And then it's similar to getting a DA or a development application to build a strata unit. So um, even though the building's there, you still have to put in your plans, get the council to approve it and take that process. So you'd have to employ a surveyor to draw your plans, um, 
you might need to get a building manager to look at doing all the paperwork. Uh, so it could potentially be an expensive exercise in getting to the point where you have all the documents ready to be able to lodge them at the mm-hmm. land titles or registry services, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they're called now, yeah. Yeah, so it's a yeah, bit they different. change every few years. Yeah, yeah the name <laughs> is always different. <laughs> yeah, but you need to get that, that rubber stamped and, uh, and so it's a bit like doing a, a subdivision, yes. for example. So that, yes, yeah. that's what you'll be yeah. doing. You're subdividing yeah. that building into yeah. the different Lots. Lots. Yeah. And then once you've got the plan at that stage and then it's registered, then all those separate lots have to be transferred into the name yeah. of the individual owners. Yeah. Mm. But one of the um, one of the reasons why many boards are starting to look at that as an option, some people seem to purchase company title units, is on the basis that eventually if they convert to strata, there's a much wider pool of potential purchasers. There's usually, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's usually an immediate uplift in the the price that's associated with that property because you've gone from a selection of, say, four lenders that would essentially lend money towards that purchase to the wider market of 35 to 40 banks and lenders. Mm -hmm. So some people where they are happy to go on to a company title unit are doing it on the basis that eventually it will convert or they will look to try and convert it to a strata title for you know a, a quick gain in the purchase price or in the assets value. Yeah, that, that would make sense. But how long is that going to That's take? True, because you, ha- you do have to get 75% of the people yeah. with the shares in that company to agree to do that. And I suspect that a lot of the owners of these shares are people who have had them for a very long time and don't want to necessarily. Because there's going to be a cost involved with getting that DA done, with getting the surveyors out, with with getting it all done, which essentially if people have lived in those and uh, I've used the example I've just had recently where um, you've got a number of people in one block of flats where there's, um, I think the, the average age is about 76 it's going to be unlikely that you're going to have um, 75% of that building say, yes, let's convert it. So it's really a long – it will eventually lead to that uplift if you can convert it, but it's getting that 75% approval. Yeah, and I think um, that demographic perhaps not really wanting to change at that Letting go of the control, I imagine. People my parents' (laughs) age not wanting to change. (laughs) (laughs) Can't imagine such a thing. Uh, if there is a dispute over an issue in a company title building, so if it's not governed under, and we've certainly led on to that around Corporations Act, but who do you ultimately need to legislate uh, any changes or any disputes through? So disputes would normally go to management first or the board of directors to try and resolve the issue, uh, but if it can't be resolved at that level, then um, disputes are dealt with in the small claims division of the local court. Yeah, because that's um, my understanding is that's only a, a fairly recent change because yes. it used to go all the way up to the, the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court that's right, which yes. when you think about it seems wow. really unusual, but again, because it's a Corporations Act that's, that's issue right. yeah. and uh, I'm not a lawyer, but it's a Corporations Act issue. It ultimately had to go all the way to the um, Supreme Court. So having it now legislated through the local court is a much quicker, I would hope. And um, less expensive. And less expensive <laughs> dispute process than what it may have been um, in years gone by. That's right, yeah, because it's these buildings are governed under the Corporations Act and not the Conveyancing Act, then 
that is the reason why they were going to the Supreme Court. And I think it was around 2015 where the laws were changed to allow these disputes to be heard in the small claims division of the local court. I can only imagine the Supreme Court wanting that change to happen as quickly as possible and deal with other matters rather than <laughs> Susie, Mrs. Mrs. Jones in Unit 8 having a dispute with Mrs. Smith in Unit 7. <laughs> I can imagine that's not what they signed up for when no, they became, probably when they not. went into the court. So one of the things that we... You know, we've touched on a couple of times so far is uh, around lending restrictions and banks that will lend to company title uh, properties. If you were purchasing your run-of-the-mill strata title unit in Sydney and it's been around for a few years, you could essentially go to sort of 40 or so banks. Mm. Uh, almost any any bank would like to take that property as an acceptable security. Yeah. Company title... Um, for our listeners out there, it's a much different beast or it's a much different animal. There's only a few lenders that will even look at it as a acceptable security type. None will do it when you get lenders' mortgage insurance involved. So no lenders' mortgage insurer will provide that as acceptable security for providing that assistance. So if you are looking at a company title, it's really important to have an assessment done prior to exchanging or to attending auction because ultimately the lenders you're left with are, you know, three of the big four that are left, a couple of the smaller subsidiaries, so like St. George would look at it, and then um, there's a couple of other lenders like ING will look at it as a security type but outside of that there's you know there's many other lenders out there that that flat out say no don't even bother it's not for us so it really is important one of the reasons why i believe company title is probably not as marketable or not as um quick to to be sold at the same price as the place next door um is because there's such a small supply of lenders that will assist with financing for them. Yeah, and I can understand that because they're not really getting anything in paper, like a title over which they That's right. There's no certificate of title where they're standing They they can say, well, I have this security. Mm. If you can't pay your loan, then I'm taking Uh, over. Similar, um, if you had, say, Commonwealth Bank that had 60% of the loans within that building, that represents a huge exposure for that individual lender. So with less and less banks now providing loans to that type of title, the exposure levels are going to increase Mm. as time goes on, which means it's going to become more and more difficult as time goes on as that exposure for each lender increases on each building. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So here's a, here's a question. If you're buying shares and property in a company title building, can you get away with not paying stamp duty? No, because oh. there's legislation that... There's always a trick. Yes, there's always... That's a shame. You always have to pay stamp duty, Michelle. Really? <laughs> oh, because you're not buying it's like, it's a building. It's almost like the house always wins, but <laughs> the government always wins. The USR always wins. Mm. No, so the legislation says that uh, this type of title will be treated the same as strata title. So you pay ad valorem duty. Right. Yeah. Well, so you're paying stamp duty on the price. For this reason only. Everything else, it's completely separate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when there's money involved going to the government for something, you can be sure they're going to lump it in with everything else. First home purchasers can still apply for exemptions on oh, this okay. type yeah. of, um, yeah. Yeah, of course. property stamp duty. 
Yep. Unless, Janet, does a cooling off period need to be added to a contract as a company title doesn't, I understand, necessarily get captured under the Conveyancing Act? So because the contract or the agreement is not covered by the Conveyancing Act, there's no cooling off period associated with this type of agreement. It will be something that you would have to negotiate ah. with the vendor to so if, include if it. So it would, be, it would be unconditional. So if you come in with, with your, your name on the contract, check for the deposit, that's it, you're locked in. Like an yes. auction, you would be locked yes, in. Yes, because without. there is the, the cooling off period for um, contracts normally is there because of the Conveyancing Act. So it's a, yeah. it's a rule under the Conveyancing Act that yeah. these contracts must have the cooling off period. But because company title is not under the Conveyancing Act, the Agreement is covered by the corporation's law and that legislation which gives the cooling-off rights does not cover these yeah. type of agreements. You would need to negotiate that with the vendor to try and bring it into yes. the agreement. Yes. They're very important mm. to know this um, because um, obviously you, you want to make sure that you, you know exactly what it is you're buying, you've done your contract review and, and everything else. Yes, particularly because of the lending situation mm, and absolutely. all the additional searches that are not as readily available, say, as if you were um, buying a Torrens title or Strata title. Mm. And because there's no cooling off period, it's vitally important that you get everything done before you sign yeah. and hand over your money. Mm. Mm. So summing up sort of the last 20 minutes odd, certainly if, if this is the type of property you're looking at as a potential purchase, get advice. Um, make sure you understand the pros and and cons of purchasing a company title. Make sure that you understand which lenders would be able to assist. Speak to a mortgage broker about that. If you go into, um, if you go into just you know an online lender, you might find that you've uh, ultimately exchanged and have to sort financing out liquidity split. And yeah, be prepared that you're purchasing something that is not your your typical strata title mm. unit and might not be as um, liquid to sell down the track if um, if you need to. Mm, absolutely. And I, I would add to that, that, obviously, if you're doing your research in terms of value, you know, when you're going onto the, the, the domains and real estates of this world and looking at past sales, don't make the mistake to compare them with mm. strata units because they don't have the same value because of all these things yeah. we've just discussed. We, so don't make sure if you are going for that, you certainly don't overpay. Yeah, um, which which um, adding, adding to that, Michelle, even thinking through that, if you've purchased and you expect that it should be the same value as the place next door and mm -hmm. the valuer goes out, the bank's valuer goes out, don't be surprised if the valuer places a slight discount on the property compared to the place next door, yeah. even though they're, they're ultimately the same elsewhere, simply because they know that there's a there should be a discount applied to a company title unit. Mm, absolutely. Oh, and just just to finish off, I guess you wouldn't necessarily know that it's a company title just by the address or seeing it online or mm. going out there to have a look. So it's vitally important, regardless of any contract that you have when you're purchasing a property, get a professional to take a look at it. They will be able to tell you immediately if it's company title and that should ring alarm bells for you yeah. and um yeah definitely do that before you sign yeah anything. certainly um certainly as even a first point um sometimes i have seen them listed it listed in the features and 
benefits of um, each listing, it's the very last one that you'll see. So it'll yeah. say, you know, generous views over Sydney Harbour, um, revolving stair- spiral staircase, etc. You know, sweeping views of the of Antarctica and the Serengeti. <laughs> and then at the very, very bottom in tiny yeah. font, you'll see company title. Yes. Um, yeah. But it, of course, ask the ask the agent when you go to inspections if it does look like an older block mm. that's and it's in one of the suburbs that we mentioned. It's certainly a good question to ask if you haven't seen it physically listed. But, of course, certainly when you get to the point of making an offer, I would would certainly hope our listeners out there are at least having a look at contracts prior to exchanging. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Janet, for coming in today. It's been really insightful and you've certainly taught us a lot about company title and thank what to look out for. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed myself. Oh, good. I'm good. Well, you'll have to come back next I time then. I definitely we'll, will. We'll have to come up with another subject. Hey, and um, for those listeners out there who are looking for a superb solicitor and conveyancing help, um, how can they best get in touch with you? You can check out my website. It's www.homelawyers.com.au or um, my email address janet at homelawyers.com.au or you can call me my number is 0419-126-600 thank you so much janet we really appreciate you coming in thank you so much for listening to us today and if you have any ideas for any property questions um or things you want answered do drop us a line at ask at sydneypropertyinsider.com.au thanks for listening have a great week everyone Please note that any views or opinions presented in this podcast are solely those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent those of any business. These views and opinions are general in nature and do not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Please consider whether it applies in your circumstance and seek professional advice where appropriate.